ladies and gentlemen, tonight, the reigning, defending, 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 undisputed, universal, heavyweight champion, Wildcat Radio 2.0, bear down. You beautiful people don't never stop. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another episode of the Saul Bookman Show live from the Vivid Seat Studio. Very excited to be here today. I got a lot to get into. I'm going to talk about why this Arizona football team can't pull its head out of its own ass. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about why we can't seem to stop anybody. Four weeks, 189 points. We'll dive into that in a little bit. U of A Hoops, thank God, is back. And so we're going to dive into that. We're going to give you a little preview of the NAU matchup and the Illinois matchup coming up Sunday. And then we're going to, I'm going to give you a little tidbit like I always do, peeps. You know, I never leave you hanging. I give you a little tidbit about something on campus that's kind of cool, that's kind of new, that's kind of neat, something that maybe you can sink your teeth into or go check out when you're down in Tucson. It's the Global Center. It's pretty amazing. We'll talk about that. Hey, you know how it is. Let's go hit the field. What are we doing? I think that's the the best way to go about looking at this right now. This Arizona football team is in shambles. Four-game losing streak. They started off 4-1. and one. They looked like world beaters for a little bit there. And then everything just kind of fell apart after that Colorado game. Four losses in a row. 189 points given up by the defense in the last four weeks. Saturday was no different. They gave up a bucket load of points. And I think it's only appropriate that we take a look at the program as a whole. Let's take a look at the Arizona football program as a whole. And we're going to start all the way at the top. Dave Hickey. All right. As an athletic director, you are in charge of putting the best possible candidates in positions that you have available. And I think to a degree, Dave Hickey. Dave Hickey was unable to do that. I don't know if Kevin Sumlin was his number one choice. I don't know if he ended up succumbing to the pressure from the fans in terms of Ken uh, Nui Matalolo and his candidacy for this job. I'm not sure. And I'm not going to pretend like I know. But I do know one thing. Had they gone with Marcel Yates as the head coach, Arizona would pretty much have an easy out right now. They would they could get out from that contract. It probably wouldn't have been too much, and they wouldn't be in the hole they are right now. But Dave Hickey wanted to make his first splash hire, and we all know as an athletic director, you are judged on one major hire. At, at the University of Arizona, it's a little bit different, but that one hire, by and large, across the nation is who do you take in as your football coach? That's that's your one. That's your one opportunity to really stake a claim on your athletic department because the football 
team typically at most universities brings in the most revenue. And so Dave Hickey went with Kevin Sumlin, which is kind of ironic because he wasn't going to be peer pressured into picking Marcel Yates, especially not by Khalil Tate, which in hindsight, that was a great call. But then he does succumb to peer pressure by the fan base and he goes with a a more well-known name in Kevin Sumlin. And I would argue that that hire has definitely not paid off. It's still, it is still relatively early right now. I understand that, but man, it just doesn't look good. Does it? What else are you going to do at this point? You know, Dave Hickey's hands are pretty much tied. He owes Rich Rod $6 million still. The, The program does. The athletic department still owes Rich Rod $6 million. They owe Kevin Sumlin northwards of $7 million, I believe, if you were going to fire him and his whole staff, you're talking about $15-plus plus million to get out of all this. There, nobody's ponying up that kind of cash for this Arizona program, not this football team, not a team that hasn't been to the Rose Bowl ever, not a team that hasn't been to a significant bowl game since 2014 and came up short in a season where a lot of breaks went their way. When's the last time you took a look at this Arizona football program and thought, man, it, it it feels really good to be a Wildcat right now. You know, it, it's been a while. It has been a while. I would probably say when that Paul McGlure squad um, just completely ran rough shot all over ASU. That's probably the last time you looked at it and you're like, man, I feel pretty good. However, that was in the, at the end of a horrible season. And, and things got a little bit better the next year with Khalil Tate coming in. But it's still... I don't want to hang my hat on that. I don't want to lower my own expectations of what football should be here in Tucson just because other people can't meet those expectations. And maybe my expectations are too high. I had huge, I had high hopes for Kevin Sumlin, but Kevin Sumlin hasn't proven to be much of a payoff now, has he? Five and seven last year, four and five this year, a combined nine and 12 so far. One of the worst defensive teams in all of college football. Definitely one of the worst in the conference. And it just doesn't look like it's going to get any better. A little bit of marginal improvement recruiting-wise in terms of size. But you still don't have a scheme that's worth a damn. Offensively, there's promise. There's growth from time to time. Grant Gannell has shown to possibly be that answer at quarterback. But we'll get into that in a second. Kevin Sumlin needs to do more, and I believe he is on the hot seat now. And if he's not on the hot seat, hey, it's getting pretty warm. It's getting pretty warm right now. He's running out of rope, and one of the major things that will kill every coach is an apathetic fan base. If, if people don't really care about the game, if people don't care to go to the game, that's a problem. And I know for a fact there was more people at the tailgate than were inside that stadium on Saturday. A game which Arizona should have won, could have won, and didn't. And that has pretty much been the M.O. of Kevin Sumlin so far. Go back to ASU last year, should have won that game. Go to Hawaii the first game of the season, should have won that game. But no, instead of talking about one win away from bowl eligibility, we're talking about two wins with two of the top 10 teams in the country still on deck. It ain't going to happen, folks. It just ain't going to happen. Not against those two teams. And you can at me 
all you want. You can old takes expose me if I'm wrong, but it ain't going to happen. I'm 98% sure of that. 2% is that stupid hope that I have inside my heart. So then we got to move on to the offense and the defense. The defense, again, lackluster in their performance. Some outstanding numbers. 244 yards rushing for Oregon State. 328 yards passing by Jake Luton. I mean, unbelievable. There was a series at the end of the second quarter, beginning of the third quarter, where Oregon State scored on five straight possessions. And not only did they score, they scored touchdowns. Touchdowns! Are you kidding me right now? Touchdowns! And these weren't like some small drives. They just beat the crap out of them. It's, what do you do at that point? You know, and Chuck Cecil was put in a tough position, but hey, it's the position that he accepted, right? So he's going to take some of that blame. It's a new system. He's still trying to figure it out. He's trying to figure out what to call, who's going to do what, trying to put in his own little spin on things. But, you know, you get thrown into a spot four games left in the season and try to turn it around. That's, that's a pretty tall order. So obviously not too much of the blame is going to go to him. But man, have some pride. I know there's some dudes on the defensive side of the ball that have some pride. But here we are. Then we move to the offensive side of the ball. They move the ball just fine. I'm ready for Grant Gannell to take over the quarterback position full time now. I think I would say a lot of fans are. Uh, you know, Grant Gannell had, a, had an outstanding game. He looked poised in the pocket. He was accurate. Uh, I really liked what I saw from him. You know, 19 to 29, 269 yards, two touchdowns, sacked twice, but nothing too crazy or egregious. Khalil Tate, he didn't, he didn't hurt you and he didn't help you. You know, 7 to 12, 109 yards passing, um, you know, 25 yards on the ground after seven carries. You know, he just didn't do too much. Um, he did take that huge 22 yard sack, which, <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to get into it. J.J. Taylor was pretty much the, one of the major bright spots on that offense. You know, he, he has that no-quit attitude, and I appreciate that. I love that about him. I think most fans do, and it's just too bad that the rest of the team can't match that amount of effort. Receiving-wise, you know, 378 yards receiving. A lot of players chipped in. Peterson and Brightwell got some touchdowns. You know, I, the frustrating part about it is, is, like, you can see that it's there. It's just trying to get the pieces to really work as a cohesive unit has been really difficult for Kevin Sumlin and his staff. So it it doesn't look good. It looks kind of bleak right now. What are we going to do? Only time will tell. And I think at the end of the season, we'll have more answers as to what the future of this program is really going to entail. And I can't say that I'm really excited to see what's going to come ahead. But I, I, we have to try and thrive in optimism. And, you know, right now it's, it's just not looking too good. And, you know, I'm not going to leave you off, you know, hanging like that. We got a lot to get into because something amazing is finally here. It's finally here, people. Arizona basketball. We're going to get into that after this short break. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
basketball finally back. So beautiful. It's great to see them on the court again. They had a exhibition game on Friday night against Chico State. Uh, a little bit of rough, a little bit of rough, a lot of work left to do. Obviously, it's the first exhibition game of the season. Nobody's going to look the way they're going to look um, in March. We all know this. Nico Mannion looked every bit of a freshman out there. He was a little bit rusty. Ten points, six assists, five turnovers. Uh, looked a little, little skittish from time to time. Towards the end of the game, you can start to see him get in a little bit more of a groove. Chico State's a tough Division II team to play against. That's why Sean Miller schedules them every single year. That's just the facts. But, you know, other than that, you know, you had Zeke Naji who sat out with a bum ankle. Uh, Devonair Dutrieve has been suspended indefinitely. We don't know when he's going to come back. Apparently he had some issue, uh, violated some team rules. And you can't do that. Sean Miller uh, suspends him and didn't really give any idea of when he would be back in his Monday press conference. So be it. But a rough start overall. Jamal Baker is back. He did get his waiver approved, so that was fantastic. Uh, good to see him on the court. Uh, he played only 20 minutes. He's still kind of trying to get back into to game form, uh, you know. And, and a lot, a lot to, a lot to pick and pull apart. But we're not really going to get into de- that deep. Uh, all I know is Sean Miller wasn't really happy with the typical types of things, uh, like p- poor decision making. Obviously, when you when your point guard has five turnovers, that's that's the start of it, right? Uh, lazy closeouts. Chico State took a lead one by one point in the first half, going into halftime. Uh, Three-point shots were dropping left and right. But, you know, that's that's just a product of having a bunch of young kids. You know, but, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to the two most experienced players on that team, Ira Lee and Chase Jeter, who really kind of settled things down, produced heavily down low. Uh, Ira Lee had a double-double, 10 points, 14 rebounds, which is great. That's what you want to see out of him. He's the energizer bunny. He comes with a lot, a lot of motivation, a lot of experience, a lot of just desire to really play well. Chase Jeter, 17-7, and seven, solid overall. Overall, this team, you know, they, they need some time to adjust. It's going to take them a couple games to really get in the groove. Hopefully they can get into that groove before Sunday when they play Illinois. But when it comes to Nico Manning specifically – he needs time to adjust. When you don't have a squad full of studs, I will say this. Nobody on this team is going to be a first-round draft pick outside of maybe Nico Mannion and, and Nick Green. Uh, you know, nobody, you know, the whole the whole starting five isn't, you know, McDonald's All-Americans. It's going to take some it's going to take some time to really adjust, get to know each other, especially on the game court. Practice court completely different story, but the game and practice are Obviously, two different worlds. When you get into a game, that's when you really see who can do what and who can really hone in on what is expected of them. Uh, Nico Manning did play a team-high 31 minutes. I would expect that to be the norm pretty much the entire season. And like I said, towards the end, he started to really get into a groove. Um, and they open up with NAU and on Wednesday on Pac-12 Network and then Illinois on Sunday which is going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game this early in the season. I would expect the two teams, if they were to play later on in the season, it, I would expect Arizona to blow them out. But early on in the season, Illinois has got some experience coming back. You know, uh, they got uh, Ayu uh, Desunmu, who is a returning sophomore. He's probably got the most NBA potential out of everybody outside of 
the number 46-ranked prospect in the country this year, who was uh, Koki Cockburn. Koki is a big dude. So that's uh, another player to kind of keep an eye out for for Illinois. This kid is seven foot, 290 pounds, and watching him on tape the other night, he can move for a big guy. He's got a nice little solid mid-range shot. Uh, but Illinois really made an emphasis to get the ball down low to him, uh, as well as Georgie Biz- Biz- Let me let me mess this name up. Beshnashvili, Beshnashvili. Yeah, whatever. Uh, we'll just call him Georgie. Georgie and Koki, both of them down low. Uh, they put in a lot of work the other night uh, in their first game of the season. Uh, they won handily. They've got some good pieces. All four of their top scorers from last year are back, so that's solid. But overall, this is a team U of A should beat. Uh, last year, Illinois didn't make the tournament. Uh, they were 12-21 and 21 on the season, 7-13 and 13 in Big Ten play. They did start to make some noise towards the end of the year, but they also led the Big Ten in turnover rate. You know, So if they've improved a lot then we'll see a different team. If they are relatively the same under coach Brad Underwood, then, you know, Arizona should should win this game. They should win this game. A uh, couple key players to look out for. I already mentioned Ayu. Uh, Trent Frazier, he's a nice little lefty. He's got a nice outside shot. He will pull up on a fast break from three. He, uh, he can pace them. He's consistent. So Frazier and Ayu, both of them, they got a nice little backcourt right there. And then in the front court, I mentioned Georgie and Koki. Those are the four really studs. Uh, Kipper Nichols was a starter, but he's been replaced by Koki. And so we'll see where this goes uh, as we move forward for them. Sunday, all I want to see. I want to see Nico Mannion play better, more solid, take care of the ball. I want to see Zeke Naji should be coming back. Um, so I'd like to see a little bit more hands in the lane, closing out, force these Illinois guards to drive it. Uh, they're not so good on the drive as they are from the outside. And I would like to see rebounding. More than anything else, Arizona has got to pound the boards because if they let Koki and Georgie really pound the boards, they're in for a long, long day. Uh, Georgie, not a great rebounder. Weak defensively, that's why he, he has spot minutes here and there. But offensively, he's a good European player, solid, and uh, I would expect that to continue in Tucson. Illinois going to be pumped up for this game. They've got a lot to really prove. So we'll, we'll see how this goes on Sunday. Hey, folks. Hey, college football season is coming to an end, and college basketball season is about to ramp up. And no better time to go to mybookie.ag and place some bets like LSU Alabama this weekend. That's going to be a phenomenal game. Or you can place a bet on Arizona to win the national championship. They're a plus 4,500 to win the national championship. Those are pretty good odds right now. I think I, I might make that bet myself. You know, all you have to do is go to mybookie.ag, put in the promo code OVERTIME, and now is truly the best time to do that. Because they're going to match your first deposit. I mean, that's that's amazing. Your first deposit, you play, you win, you get paid.
So just like every single week, I like to leave you guys with a little bit of nuggets, a little bit of information that maybe you didn't know about before. But for those of you who are familiar with the west side of campus, especially over there by, you know, Frog and Firkin and, um, and all those places, the old Daily Wildcat where they used to be, uh, it's the Park Student Union. Well, that whole center has been completely taken over and re- renovated and revamped, and it is now called the Global Center. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Global Center is really a place for any student to go, and really it provides a warm and welcoming environment for students across the globe to either gather, have fun, eat food, you know, you name it. They can all just, it's a place for them to feel comfortable. It's a place for them to collaborate with other other students that are going through the same experiences that they are having. Um, and so they have support systems. They have exercise rooms. There's yoga like every single day. It's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty cool. Uh, there's a study abroad office. Uh, there's, a, there's services for international students. Uh, pretty much uh, if you could think about a school relating to a global really environment this is the place you would want to go even as far as like global travel or exchange students or if you want to study abroad like this is the place that you would go it's pretty much an all-in-one spot for everything global which is really cool I think that's a pretty good idea that they came up with and uh, it was instituted and uh, they removed they moved some of those uh, you know old or let me say they removed some of the the people and the offices that were previously there to other spots on campus. And like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, the Daily Wildcat is now over there by the Bursar's office in a nice new facility on the sec uh, on the second or third floor. But you know this global center is is really key for really understanding and adapting to maybe a new environment, or if you want to go experience a new environment somewhere else and I think that's just a a, a remarkable thing that uh, the university has implemented so that's all the time I have for today I appreciate you all joining me on another edition of the Saul Bookman show and real quick before I go I do want to mention that we are giving away a Gronk bobblehead all you have to do is retweet retweet this this link that's it you retweet the podcast share it with your friends and you're entered to win. That's it. It's that simple. A Gronk bobblehead. Uh, you know, it, it's a pretty cool looking bobblehead if you didn't get one last year. All you have to do is just simply retweet or share. And that's it. Pretty cool. Pretty amazing. Uh, all you have to do is that and you'll be entered to win. And we'll be picketing a winner soon. So uh, as far as that goes, that's all my time for this week. I appreciate you all joining me. Bear down. Bear down.